everybody who's joining us online, if you'll stand to your feet to get ready for worship, I'm going to pray and welcome God into our service. God, we love you, and we just thank you, God, for everything that you do for us. Lord, we surrender ourselves in this service to you today. We ask you to remove all distractions, God, because we don't want to leave here without feeling you and hearing you, because, God, we want to learn something new from you today. God, let what we learn change us so that when we leave here, we're more like you. God, let that change make us more like Jesus. So when we leave here and we go out into the world, that we make this world a better place. We want your kingdom come and your will be done as we leave here, Lord. God, be with us today. Change us. Amen.
dance because you are good and I shout because you are good you are good to me sing I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good you are good to me
We're going to sit right here for a second because you have to, oh, you got to know what you're crying out when you say holy is his name. Because you need to realize that sometimes that's all you need. All the time that's all you need is his name. He was telling me, he says, don't overcomplicate things. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Jesus touch him. Jesus heal him. Jesus free him. In Jesus' name. His name is so holy. And when you cry out to him, he comes. He loves to hear that. He loves to hear his name. So I want to sit there and I want to cry out. We're going to cry out to him. We're going to let him know how much we need him and how much we love him this morning. Because he's really liking it right now. He's, oh, come on, let's just stay wherever that is and let's just do this. to be on stage with a microphone to sing your own song to Jesus. I'm not going to let not one rock cry out in my place. He's brought me way too far to let a rock out sing me. Come on, you can sing your own song to the Lord. It don't matter what it is. Tell him how holy and wonderful and beautiful and marvelous he is. How he sustained you. How he's kept you.
come on, you are holy, you are worthy, you are faithful, you are just and true. You are holy, you are worthy, you are faithful, you are just and true. You are holy, you are worthy, you are faithful, you are just and true. Come on. Woo, come on, let's lift them up this morning. Come on, you are holy, you are worthy, you are faithful, just and true. Come on. Yes, come on, one more time. Let's give it all up for him this morning. Let's give him what he deserves. Come on, we love you, Jesus. <laughs> Holy, worthy, faithful. Come on. Mm. Whew. Man, it is good to see everybody this morning. Especially him. Thank you, Holy, for being here this morning. Come on. We're going to take a small break, and I want you to go meet somebody, love on somebody. Come on, and we'll be right back in a minute. Come on, holy. Continue to move.
good morning, good morning, good morning. Yes, that is your sign to take your seats. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Man, I'm gone for two weeks and just breaks out in here. You guys can do anything you want. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Destiny. I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. Come on, we love you guys. You guys love their church? Come on. You guys love Jesus even more. Come on. Man, we could rip these walls down because we don't need the walls. We just need him, and that's so awesome. Um, you know, we're going to break for, for one second because I want to... Uh, just lift up some prayers for a family. Um, if you don't know, uh, Aiden, Aiden's in our student ministry. Um, he was the young man that was up here rapping. <laughs> what, a, what a gift, man. What a spirit. That, uh, that young man knows how to worship and knows, knows what's right. And his mom, Krista, um, uh, his dad passed away um, yesterday morning. So he was fighting um, and fighting with COVID and all kinds of stuff. So I just wanted to take a break. We're just going to pray. We're just going to pray for his family, for peace over them and, and everything God's going to do in their lives and as the next steps forward. So let's just lift him up this morning. So Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. And Father, we just ask you to touch their family right now, touch their hearts right now. Father, love on them like they've never been loved on before. Come on, holy. Wrap your arms around them, Father. Father, give them answers. Father God, we ask that you give them wisdom and knowledge and courage and strength as they, they move forward with the next steps. Father, I just ask you to, to, to remind them that, 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 Father, they are loved not only by you, but by everybody in this room, Lord. And, and Father, so we just ask you to continue that, continue to guide and show them what's next. So, Lord, we love you. And we thank you, and we know that you, you have all this in, in your hands and in your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, man, I, I am uh, excited to see you all. It is, uh, man, it's good to be home. I feel like I've been gone for like months, but it's really only been two weeks. And for you guys, it's really only been one week because we were all not here for one week. <laughs> but, but I love you guys. It is so good to be back home. If you are new here or first-time guest, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. That'll be a little card you should get when you come in. It looks like that. If you need one there at Connection Point, our ushers will get you one. It's so important you fill that out. If, we, if you fill that out, it just gives us an opportunity to reach out to you, to pray for you and talk to you about our church, answer any questions. That's what, that's what it's all about. So please fill that out and turn that in for us. And if you want more information about our church, go ahead and download our app. You can go to Tithely and download our app, or you can scan that little thing on the screen or anywhere you see it. It's all over the church. So scan that and you can download that um, so you can stay you know up to speed with everything that's happening at destiny because we have a lot of stuff going on um, all kinds of things are going on small groups are back in and up and running so come on I'm always excited about our small groups you know it's it's just opportunities to 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 get to know people to get to do life together to get to connect together um, be it in, in the church and then outside the church and outside these walls but really just doing life with each other because that's what family's all about you can't be family if you don't spend time together Okay, so, so we need to get together and gather in these moments. Um, I do have quite a few announcements, but they're on purpose, so I'll get to that later. So um, our first step class. So if you don't know our first step class, that is usually the beginning of the month. And uh, this last month, well, we actually 
We're not meeting this the beginning of this last month, but we had people sign up. First step is all about if you're new to the church, and you want to know about the church. So if you say, well, what's destiny all about? What are your what are your governed by? What are your bylaws? All those things. That is what we call our first step. So that is the very first step. So when you show up, what's your first step? Get to know destiny. So you're going to show up um, for that on uh, that's going to be on. In fact, our next one, we actually changed it. So next Sunday, if that's you, if you want to learn about that, it's next Sunday at 9 a.m. So it's called First Step next Sunday at 9 a.m. And then, oh, I guess since that was up there, I'll talk about it, Holly. Go ahead and throw it back up there. Then we have next steps. So our next steps, we were talking about a discipleship uh, program. So uh, what that really means to us, and you know, for me, discipleship is doing life together, but there's also a lot of foundational teachings, things that, that need to be talked about, things that we don't have time to talk about every Sunday. So uh, we call it Next Steps. So it's a new semester coming up. It's our first time doing this. So every Sunday at nine o'clock, um, they're going to meet in the annex. That's that building next door. And that's just a list of the classes that are scheduled right now. So that's a full list of the classes that are scheduled. If you want to sign up, they're not, you don't have to go through all of them. This is not like you got to complete something to get a certificate. That's not it. This is if any of those topics interest you. If any of those topics interest you or you want to know more about that, if you, want to, if you have any questions about that, these are great opportunities, one, to meet people in the church, and two, to, to be discipled because that's what it's all about. So that'll be up on the screen, but that's also going to be online. You can sign up for classes. That's also going to be every Sunday at 9 o'clock. So pretty much show up to church an hour early. You can go to that, then you can come over. It'll be out in time. We're trying to limit the class to about 45 minutes to give you time to come over and get whatever you need to get done, fellowship, pray with us, all those things. But it's going to be an amazing opportunity. So please take advantage of that, because there's a lot of stuff up there that that unless the Lord tells me to speak about it, I'm not going to speak about it. It might pop up in areas, but you're going to get 45 minutes of that. So that's pretty cool. So uh, take advantage of that. It's a great opportunity at Destiny. And then, um, let's see, I had to skip over something. Oh, we got our family gathering or what we would call picnic coming up. Uh, come on, that's, look, you guys got to be excited about this. So this is going to be October 2nd out at Lanark. We always meet out at Lanark. Uh, this is an awesome time to come out to, to, to either compete in our grill-off or a bake-off. So if you can either grill or bake, we want you to sign up online. Oh, by the way, I am the reigning champion um, of the grill. Ma I am the grill master, so I guess I can claim that right now. I am the grill master, yep. And I, I'm looking for a back-to-back. -back. So I think I created a belt now, so I kind of feel like, you know, feel some Aaron Rodgers stuff going on. Um, it's going to be a grill master cook off at the, uh, at the picnic. So I challenge y'all come on out. It's not just that we have fishing and fun and games and, and man, we get to do life together. So, so come on out. It's all outside. We're going to be over at Lanark 12 to five. Just show up. That's all you have to do. Oh, I do ask you this. If you have a favorite dish, bring it. It's a family gathering. So bring your favorite dish and, and let's just eat together, fellowship together, have fun. And then we'll clean up together. <laughs> And then we can go home. So come on. And I know a lot of you are like, hang on. That's the same time most football goes on. We will have TVs out there. So just saying. So we understand that gaming for some people is watching football. So that's okay. We'll make sure we have plenty of opportunities to watch football out there. Um, so you, you can come do that or you can come play football. Because last time we had an amazing um, two-hand touch football game going that I got to watch myself and Daniel almost break ankles. So... <laughs> That's what it's all about. 
That's right. So and then right after that, so that following Sunday, it's awesome. Baptism time. Come on, it's baptism. Look, this is my favorite. This is some of the favorite stuff we get to do right there. So if you give your heart to Christ uh, and you want to be baptized, sign up online October 3rd. You don't have to sign up. You can just show up that day. I truly believe God starts just moving in this atmosphere. And it doesn't have to be the first time you're baptized. Some of you just want to redo it. Some of you want to do it again. And some of you want to just, you know, declare that. Come on, I got baptized in this church several months ago. <laughs> it's just what it's about so so this is an awesome time but please sign up for that that's going to be online we'd love to have you do that um let's see still other stuff which is really good i want to talk about our uh i really want to talk about this is good we were uh several weeks ago i talked about uh, a heart for the house opportunity a building project because we had our roof leaking over in the annex and it was literally going to rot away that building and we said we need roughly around seventeen thousand dollars uh, to do all those repairs and do some other repairs. And we have already um, brought it. You guys have given. This is the cool part. You guys have given over $10,000 in a couple weeks. So if you look over there, we already have a brand new roof. So there's a brand new roof on the annex. And so now we just have to go in and start working on the inside uh, and take care of that. But look, we, we own this building. So we can't do it without you. Like everybody is part of this. And that's what I love about our family. When we say there's a need, y'all meet it. Uh, and that's powerful and awesome. So thank you for that. But if you still want to give to that, look, there's still the opportunity. You can give under Heart for the House, under Building Project. We still have lots of things to do. Um, but that's going to be a great opportunity for us to get that room. That's where we do all our fellowships. We do small groups over there. There's a lot of things that happen over there. I actually got an idea right now as a, a food pantry kind of thing over there. So there's all kinds of stuff that can happen in that room. We just have to be able to take care of it. So we want to be good stewards of what God's given us. And you, you make that easier. <laughs> you make that a whole lot. We, look, we, we can do church. And we can do church in a building, and it doesn't have to be fancy. But look, when we steward something and take care of what God gives us, we can take it wherever we want to take it, as long as we take care of it. Okay, so that's important. So thank you for that. All right, so today is, a, and is an amazing special day because today is our um, baby dedication. So we've been talking about this. I love babies, y'all. And I told my daughter she's a little, you know, she's just running a little late. She's not due till October 20th, so... There should be another baby dedication around the 21st. I don't want to miss any time. No, I don't know when it's going to be, but it'll be shortly after that. <laughs> I guarantee you that. So what I want to do is I want to invite up the families. Look, if you've, uh, you signed up or if you just have babies and you said, I didn't know about it, but I would love to dedicate my child, please come on up. This is your time to, to come on up to the stage. I invite up, where's Kevin and Crystal? My wife, Jules, come on up. Um, please come forward. Um, Look, here's what I love. At Destiny Church, we, we dedicate our children, all right? We dedicate our children rather than baptize them. And what they are, we're talking about babies here and young, young children. Uh, we dedicate them and baptize them because that's what they did in the Bible. Hannah dedicated Samuel to the Lord, and Joseph and Mary dedicated Jesus to the Lord. Okay, so, so that's what we're doing here. Dedication is not about salvation. Okay, this, this is about a commitment from the parents uh, to say they're going to raise their children in a home. Uh, that, that is chasing after him, that's seeking after him, that is kingdom-minded. And that's what this is. So it's awesome that we get to do this today. So you got some families. Come on up, come on up, come on up. You are so pretty. Hey, Kingsley, give me five. Hello. Come on, you can get everybody up here. Come on up. Can we give them a hand? Come on, this is awesome. They want to take this. We'll slide you. Why don't you come down here? We'll get this family. Where's Brody? He don't want to come up here? And Jay, you guys want to come up here? 
Come on, family. Miss Reba, whoever's going to, you know, part of this, you're more welcome. Come on up. That's why we don't ever ask you to come up here. <laughs> it's okay. We, we have great insurance. Great insurance. <laughs> awesome. Come on. I love this. Look at these families. Come on, man. This is so good. So. You're going to dedicate your baby this one? Crystal's like, I'm dedicating Kevin this morning. That's how it works. Well, I'm going to get out of the way so I can talk from over here since, since I can see everybody. But, you know, I love, uh, you know, Matthew 19, 13 through 15. It says, then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and then pray for them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. And Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And we had pl- when he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. So this morning, these families are bringing their babies to Jesus. And they're saying, lay your hands on them, anoint them, you know, show them purpose and, and guidance in life. So, you know, the family, as you guys know, the family was created and ordained by God. And he committed children to the parents for care, provision, protection, and spiritual guidance and training. And it's right. This is the right thing to do when parents recognize all these obligations and responsibilities and make every effort to fully carry them out. Okay? So it's an act of dedication. In this act right now, these families that are up here. So we have Jessica and Dustin and little Izzy. Hello, meeting. Hello, Bentley. Red. <laughs> all right. I love it, man. Well, what an awesome family. And then we have... We have the Anderson family, so we have Amy, and we have Jalen, and we have uh, Reba, and we have Kingsley over here. She is so sweet, and sometimes she'll give me a hug, and sometimes she won't. <laughs> she knew me with a beard, y'all. I'm telling you, it's all about the beard. She knew me with a beard. I don't have a beard. I'm a little strange. Okay, so, so here's the thing. I'm addressing you because this is important that you understand the role you take as a family. So, so you guys are acknowledging the responsibilities and come before us today to dedicate your children, okay, and yourselves to God and to live a life that he directs. So in Psalms 127.3, it says, children are God's love gift. They are heaven's generous reward. He has given you a love gift and he wants you to take care of that gift. He wants you to, to, to do everything that he asks you to with your gift and he wants you to dedicate them to him so some gifts have strings attached and some do some do not in this case these gifts have strings attached okay so since god has given you the precious gift of children he's also given you an awesome responsibility god has given you the responsibility to train up your children in, in the ways of god to be an example of christian living both inside and outside the home to provide for protect and nurture your children to make them a part of your family sharing them sharing your love with them your time with them and your life with them Teach them to love the same Jesus that you love and to serve, obey, and honor him with all of their heart. So remember, you're not in this alone. Okay, you have an entire church family in this room that says we can come beside you and love on you and help you and guide you and help raise the children. But most importantly, you have God, your heavenly father, who is right beside you at all times. He's with you in every walk. So whenever you get confused or have questions, you can you can call on him and he'll be right there. So this morning, we're not really dedicating the child as much as we're dedicating the parents. This is so important. And I know CJ's not here. CJ's working. I know he couldn't be here. So I meant to call him out originally. But um, 
So by coming up here this morning, you as parents are publicly saying that you want to raise your children in a Jesus-centered home, and you're asking God's blessings on your ministry at home, right, as your children's parents. So listen, as I have some questions for you, and, and when you answer these questions, you're making promises to God. These are not promises to me or any other person. Your promises, your promises are to God himself. So if you're willing to commit your children to God and to, get, to dedicate yourself to raising them in God's strength and for his honor and glory, then all you have to do is reply by saying, I do to the following promises. Do you recognize your child as a gift from God and thank God for blessings, for, for blessing your life with his gift? Do you dedicate your child to the Lord? Do you pledge as Christian parents that you will bring up your child in a Jesus-centered home looking to God for wisdom, strength, and guidance? Do you promise to pray for your child on a regular basis, realizing that it's only with God's hand upon their life that they can be truly blessed? And do you ask, ask God's blessing upon the life of your child to guide, guard, and direct them through all their years? You can say, I do, if that's what you want to do. If you don't, then we'll just do this again next month. So church, I got to ask you, so do you guys commit uh, to help these families in pursuit of raising and helping their children and directing them into God's presence and God's timing and God's strength and God's wisdom? Do, you, do we do that as a church? Do we want to come alongside them and say we will do that? We do. All right, so church, what I'm going to do, this is real simple now. We do have some certificates for them, so we'd like to hand out some certificates just so in a little Bible, so baby's first Bible, so they have something uh, with that. We also have some flowers for each, each mom. All we want to do as a church now, we're just going to pray for them. So all I'm going to ask you to do is just extend your hands uh, over, over this way as we pray. So, Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. Father, we ask you to touch these families, Lord. We ask you to give them strength and courage. Uh, touch their children, Father. We ask you to open their eyes, their hearts, their minds to, to what it is you want them to do, Father God. We ask you to protect them and guide them and lead them, Lord. Father, I pray right now that, that you will cover each and every family, put a hedge of protection around them, Lord. Father, we, we ask you to, to, to be with this church as we come together as a family, this, this body of believers, as we help raise up these children, Father God, as we can come alongside the parents and, and do what only we can do, which is, Father, just being guided by you. So, Father, we ask you to touch each and every one of them. Bless these children, Father God, as we dedicate them to you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen, amen and amen. Come on, let's put your hands together. <laughs> Love you guys. Come here. <laughs> okay. I preach with a baby, I might get more likes on Facebook. I learned a long time ago, I can't hold a baby and preach. So I've got to drop something. And sometimes it's the mic and sometimes it's a child. It's just what we do. Whew. Ah, I love that. That's so fun. But I, I love the fact that we have families that are just dedicated like that and that we as a church can come alongside them now and 
and they've given us permission um, to, permission to help raise their children. That's family right there. I don't call it a village because villages have problems sometimes. Call it a family. So, uh, so Father, we ask you to continue to touch this place this morning. Father, touch my heart. Touch everything that, that we're getting ready to speak about, Lord. Let it not land on deaf ears, Father God. We just ask you to, to move through me right now. Let it all be about you, Father God, and nothing else. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so into the word this morning. I am, uh, um, man, like I said, I'm glad to be back. It seems to be it's been um, several weeks since we've, we've been here, but it's longer. I don't know. As a pastor, I'm so used to seeing everybody all the time and being, um, you know, infused in life. And when you just kind of disappear for two weeks, it's kind of tough. So uh, I want to catch up on some things because there's a lot of things. There's purpose behind this. It's not announcements. I'm catching up on some stuff. So three weeks ago, Three weeks ago, um, we had an amazing service in here that was led by our children. Come on, didn't they do an amazing job? I want to honor them um, for what they did because all, and not even them, the leaders. It's the, it's the leaders that prepared them. It's the children that uh, came in and, and actually, you know, it's, it's that generation. So, so what I'm saying is that this is not about us. Okay, this building is not about us. What we do is not about us. It's about the next generations and the generations and generations. So what you see and what you saw up here that Sunday was just a generational blessing from God. He wanted to open our eyes to see that this was going to be ongoing. Um, so what an awesome service that was. So I thank everybody that was part of that. And I'm excited because we plan on doing that more often. So that's not like a one one time event. So my goal is to have our kids in, infused in everything we do. And everything we do as a church, so which is awesome. And then we followed it up that, that evening at the YMCA. Who got to attend the YMCA? It was an awesome time. Come on. We went out there. We had the pools, and we had the gymnasium thing inside. Then we had the actual basketball court where the adults just whooped up on the students. So I wanted to make that clear. You know, we talked about that for a little bit, but I just want to say that it wasn't even close. Um, they got a lot of growing up to do. It's generational. It'll take a bit, but it'll get there. Um, but it was entertaining, so I appreciate you all for that. Um, it, was, it was really good. And then um, after that, we, we finished that week, and then in the very next week, we went right into Praise in the Park. And who had something to do with Praise in the Park? That was pretty awesome, okay? So we got to join in. This wasn't even our vision, which is so cool. This was another church that came to us with several other leaders in churches and said, hey, let's get together. Let's go down to Pratt Park and let's have worship and prayer and we can give out information and bless people and be part of something bigger than us. Okay, so part of our vision as a church is that we're going to do life with other churches. We're going to do these things. We might not do all these things all the time, but this was one that God said we should do this. And for us, we got to go out and we got to be, um, we, we got to prepare food for everybody. So our church handled the food, which was really awesome because if you weren't there, you missed an opportunity to see our brand new Bread of Life uh, in action. So that's what it was, guys. So our Bread of Life trailer was up and running. We had worked for two weeks to clean it and paint it and get it ready. And we took it out there and we fed everybody through our Bread of Life truck, which was all labeled up and, and ready to go to serve the Lord, which is, was our test run. So thank you, everybody who had part to do with that. I know we had people cooking with Chris and Alex. Uh, Alex Taylor, I don't know if he's in here today, but um, he actually donated the trailer so that we could use that, which is pretty awesome. You know how awesome it is when you go into a meeting to just give a vision and someone goes, oh, yeah, I got one of them. 
That's not like one of those things. Like it's usually like you got a pen. Oh, I got a pen. I need a food trailer. I've had one for three years sitting around. That's how God works. So when God gives you a vision, he will not give you a, ver- a vision without provision. He said, I'm, I'm going to provide. Okay, I'm going to provide and make sure you have what you need. So that whole time down there, we got to serve people. We got to bless people. We got to introduce that, our, our, that ministry to people. So if you're interested in that ministry, we will be going out. I don't know the dates yet. My goal right now is we're going to meet tom- uh, tomorrow. So Monday night at 5. Monday night, if you're interested in, we're, our goal is to go out into communities once a week and feed people. For free, we're going to bless people and not just feed them the, the, the food. We want, to, we want to feed them with the word, feed them with prayer, feed them with love, feed them with everything we can and introduce them to Jesus. So that's our goal. When that starts, I don't know. That's why we're having a meeting tomorrow at 5 o'clock in my office, right before prayer. So I'm trying to get you here for prayer. So show up at 5. We'll have a meeting, and then you can come pray with us. Uh, at six o'clock right in here so if you have if you had anything to do with that and you have some inputs please let us know come on out we'd love to, uh, to move forward with that it's just been um, that's something that God laid on our hearts and I know it's going to be powerful so I can't wait to see that thing moving in full motion where we get to bless people and do what he wants us to do we've also been praying and fasting for healing in our church and and that was a corporate fast and I don't know there's people probably still fasting and praying because we didn't have a time limit we said ask God let him tell you how long you're supposed to pray and fast for so we came together as as a church and we've been praying and we've been fasting uh for healing not only in our church but in this nation you know and then last week um i wasn't here but you know why because i got to go with brother Bo. we got to head up to illinois and 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 actually do life with another church which is now family which is absolutely awesome so they uh, the, we will get to know them a whole lot more so we got to go up and spend time with them and and they have decided that they you know that uh, they want to fall in line with with brother Bo and and with him as a spiritual father which means that we're all brothers and sisters <laughs> which means we're we just expanded our family brother so that's all it is so we'll have chances to go up there they'll have chances to come down here uh, but it's going to be amazing, and I'm excited about that. So we've been going nonstop, and it sounds like a lot, doesn't it? There's a lot going on, but it's not being busy. See, it's not being busy, which, which for, for most people in the world, when you say I'm busy, you're trying to say, well, look at me. I'm so busy. I'm earning my my." my position. I'm earning my worth because I'm busy. This is not busy though. Everything we were doing, we're doing in line with what God wants us to do. Everything we're doing, it's with his presence and his blessing on us. So therefore it might be physical activity. It might be something that we're actually doing, but it's not tiring. It's not spiritually tiring. We're not overwhelming ourselves. There's a difference. There's a difference in just doing stuff and there's doing stuff with intention and doing stuff with his hand on it. We're doing stuff with the Holy Spirit and his presence in everything that we do. So we are active, very active, but we're active in his rest. See, that's different. There's activeness and being active where you're just striving to do something and you're worn out and you're tired and you're, you're, you're breaking down and you're like, I don't understand this. It's because you're not active in his rest. You're just active in worldly things. Okay, so that, that's where we're going with this. Now, you know, we're, you know, I can tell you this. I was physically tired after everything that we went through. I was tired and my body was tired, but spiritually I was on a high. So I knew that that was God because I was like, it doesn't matter because he'll revive us. He'll keep us moving. He'll, he'll energize us. He'll do all those things. 
Um, so you really got to look at that. You say, if you're a really busy person, are you just busy? Are you busy in the kingdom or are you busy in the world? Because if you're just busy in the world, you need to figure out either how to inject the Holy Spirit into everything you do, or you need to learn how to take a step back and say, maybe that's not as necessary as it needs to be. Okay, this is very important because I'm going to be talking. I, we've been in this series. We talked about foundational teachings. You know, we talked about um, uh, identity for a long time. And then I said, we're going to start talking about faith. So for a couple of weeks, we started talking about faith. And that's a foundational teaching. Okay, because when you have when you have identity and you have faith, right, it, it helps build a foundation. It's like cement. Okay, if you take a bag of cement, right, and, and, it, and you just throw it on the ground, it's not too good of a foundation. If you just open it and throw it out there, there's no foundation in that. But when you mix it with water, all of a sudden you have a foundation. So identity mixed with faith gives us a strong foundation to start operating on what God wants us to do. And the same thing goes in your life. You can't have identity in your life without faith. Because when you have, but when you do have identity and faith, you're building a foundation. And what comes with that faith is rest. And we call it a faith rest cycle. We have it faith and rest. So right now I want to talk about this. I want to go into this identity faith foundation, but we're going to talk about rest and, and what is rest and, and, and why do we need to be worried about it? Okay, why do we need to worry about it? So basically faith leads or actually activates rest. Faith in your life will activate rest. Rest is a mindset. Okay, rest is a mindset, not just something we do. Okay, so when I'm talking about rest, I don't mean, oh, I get to go home and take a nap. Yeah, yeah, there's rest in a nap. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm talking about rest in him. I'm talking rest in him away from fear, anxiety, worry, all those things that, that we get caught up in, busyness. I'm talking about a true rest in him, a true rest in him. And, and, and that's where we're going to tackle this, because if it's a mindset, then we can walk in it. So you can walk in his rest, which means that, that every single day I could be busy and active, but I could be in his rest because he's with me in everything we do, right? So that starts with the foundation of knowing that you've got to go to him. You've got to speak with him. You've got to spend time with him. You've got to have faith in what he's telling you, faith in the promises, faith in all that stuff, because guess what? He wants you to walk it out, and he doesn't want you to be worried about it. He wants you to listen for his voice, have faith in what he's telling you, and then walk in rest, understand that he's going to take care of it. Why? Because he told you so. Because he told you so. Now, there's not a timeline on that. So we got to have faith to walk it out in rest until it happens. Hmm. You guys are quiet today. So here's the thing. Rest has nothing to do with how much or little's on your plate. Rest has nothing to do with that with how much or how little's on your plate has everything to do with his presence in it because you could have one thing on your plate and his presence not be there and it doesn't matter and you could be completely stressed out over one thing but because his presence isn't injected into it it just drives you crazy but you could have 50 things on your plate and he's involved in all of it and things just happen. And you can rest in that. You can rest in that. It's kind of like, you know, working on your car, mowing the grass. All those things can be done in rest. In rest. Some of my favorite things to do is mow my grass. Because I'll spend three hours out there with nothing but me and him. 
That's it. I can listen to him. I can hear him. He wants to speak to me. I'm getting smart now, and I keep my phone next to me so I can say something. And I used to get off the lawnmower, go write stuff down. It would take me 10 hours to mow my grass. I was like, babe, the Lord won't quit talking to me. She's like, well, take the notepad out there. I could never figure out how to stop the lawnmower and take notes. So now I keep the phone right there. But I'm telling you, you can inject him into everything. So two weeks ago, what's awesome is two weeks ago, uh, this was the message that, that, that he was speaking into my heart was about rest. And I'm like, man, I need to study this and stuff. And then we came in contact. I came in contact with somebody who tested positive. So all of a sudden I had to quarantine. Then some other people in our church either tested positive or had to quarantine. So we prayed about that. And I spoke to the elders and we said, we're just not going to meet on Sunday. We're just going to close the doors on Sunday. And it was, and I started praying about that. And I, and, and I was like, Lord, is this the right thing to do? And he said, absolutely. He said, trust me, because I'm trying to teach you a lesson. And I was like, okay, I got it, Lord. We're just going to close the doors on a Sunday and tell people, you know, because I had people, well, even when I said it, people were like, are you going to do a message and put it online? I'm like, there's like 800 messages online. And I'm pretty sure that everybody in this room didn't watch every one of them. So I'm like, I don't need to give anybody a message. They can go online, go find something that they missed and watch it. Okay, now, because meeting in a church is not what this is all about. Okay, so you, if you have to come to church to find him, something's wrong. Coming to church is fun. I love it. We get the fellowship. We get to be together. This is awesome. This is family. But we should be able to shut these doors, and we should be perfectly fine. And that's what he was teaching me, because this is stuff that, that before, when I first came into ministry, this was not what was taught it was if you don't open the doors then people don't come and then people won't give their money and if you don't give your money then we can't pay paychecks and we can't pay the mortgage so so we can't ever shut the door we're just gonna we're, we're just gonna fake it <laughs> no and that's exactly what people do guess what i just want you to know that that i'm walking in rest and it doesn't matter like i love you guys but whether we open this door on a Sunday doesn't matter to our church because we have built a foundation in our church and people have the ability to go home and read the Bible and, and, and actually get into his presence at home and not in a church. Okay? And, and that's what churches should be teaching. And I love our church. I really do. And I, and I would love our church to, 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 to fill up on Sundays so we can see everybody. I don't care about numbers, but I like, I'm missing some people. Like, there's people that, that I would love to see more often. And they come. I, you're watching online. I see it. You know, but, but I would love to see that. But here's the thing. That's not what church is all about. Okay, our family's not going to be directed that way. Our family's going to operate in rest. We're going to operate by the Holy Ghost. And if he says close the church, close the church. If he says preach on a Saturday, we'll preach on a Saturday. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't think he would do that during football season. I really don't. I don't think that's of the Lord. Um... <laughs> But, but I'm telling you, it, it can happen. So, so we need to rest. And that's what he was telling us two weeks ago. You know, he said, we're just going to take a break. And it was needed. It really was. It was, it was needed for, for our church because we wanted, we wanted to protect the people in our church. We love you guys. And I knew that if, there was a, if we had some people with COVID and we didn't want that to, to spread across our church. So it was really done out of love. But then it was done out of rest because I'll tell you, physically, I was tired. <laughs> Physically, I was like, man, 
I could use a break. You know, spent two weeks working on that trailer, so everybody that helped working on the trailer, scrubbing the trailer, that's some work too. And when you spend two weeks on, you, you just, you retired. So I was like, man, we get, like, I really didn't know what to do with myself. I was going to go back and watch one of my messages, but I kind of preached them. <laughs> so I just went back and watched Brother Bo's. I was good. Because I can always learn from that. So it, it was really good, though. And, and, and so we need to be obedient in what we do. So church won't look the same. I'm not going to worry about all those little things. If we do have to close the doors for, for a day or two, whatever it is, it, it is what it is. And we're not going to stress over that. We're going we're to gather again when we gather again, and we're going to do life together like we always do um, because that's, that's what we're called to do. And, and this is, you got to understand, I believe that, that that's how his promises work. So he's going to promise us. He, did, he didn't promise us a church that, that, that wasn't going to bring the gospel and wasn't going to meet. He promised us the flourishing church, and he promised us a church that's going to reach the nations. So with that promise in hand, we have to do our part, but we got to rest in the fact when he tells us to do something that we can trust it. So that's what we're going to do. You know, and I love this. I, you know, the best, one of the best parts about rest is if you go back into Genesis, you'll see rest the whole time in the garden. Okay. And it's not just active work and it's not just resting because if you go back, you'll see Adam in the garden. What was Adam supposed to do? Tend. So his job was to manage the garden, to tend the garden. You know, so he was working. I can imagine he was working all the time. <laughs> I really could. I mean, that was his job to, to, to manage that. But I also believe this. He was walking in the presence of the Lord the entire time. So he probably woke up in the morning jumping for joy. Like, man, I get to go out in the garden today, and the Holy Ghost is going to meet me there. Father's going to be there. I'm going to spend time with him, and it's going to be great. And we're just going to walk together and talk together and do our work. And that's how it should be in each and every one of us every single morning when we get up. I don't have to be excited about where I'm going to work. I get to be excited because I'm doing it with the one I want to do it with. Because that's what he was doing. He just woke up and said, man, I'm, I'm ready. whatever you want me to do, as long as you're with me, I don't care. I don't care, and, and that's, where, that's the state of rest we need to be in, free from worries, free from all that stuff. So, so what is God's rest? So, so God's rest, ultimately, rest is rest. So you can have physical rest or spiritual rest or whatever, but God's rest is not a time of relaxation. It's still a time of activity and work, okay? It's a state or place where God rules and manages his creation, free from the chaos and disorder, brought about by sin, rebellion, and trying to earn his love. It's God's kingdom. And if we're supposed to have his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, then, man, our job is to manifest his kingdom on earth so we can live in rest. So, so, so that's our goal is to go, how do we do that? So, so rest is allowing his kingdom to come and rule over your family, over your jobs, over your schools. You let his kingdom do all that. Man, because that's what it is. Jesus promised rest to those who followed him. And I loved it because we kind of sang this this morning. We don't ever coordinate those things, just letting you know. Matthew 11, I'll give you some scripture. Matthew 11, uh, 28 through 30. It says, are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Come on, he says, he says if you are weary, if you're carrying a heavy burden, you come to him, discover him. He's gentle, humble, easy to please. And he says, you will find refreshment and rest in him. So you can do all the other things that this world tells you to do and still find rest in him. 
but we carry these burdens. We carry this stuff that we're not supposed to carry. Okay, and we try, to, we, we try to do whatever we can about it. You know, James tries to get me to go to the gym just so I can, you know, so I can rest. No, I don't need that, man. I just need the Holy Ghost <laughs> and bigger pants. <laughs> Come on. But yes, so we need to rest in him. And here's what I think about resting in him. It's like a river. And I've used this before, but I want you to see this. Resting in him is like a river. Um, by the time you get into it, you just go with it. So what that means is that if I'm stepping into a river, uh, if I go ankle deep, you can feel the river. You can feel the current going against your ankles. And you, you get to make a decision, do I want to go deeper or not? And then when you walk up to your waist, now you can really feel a current. If you're in a river, you can feel the current. And if it gets up to about your shoulders, you better hang on. Because it's, the current's fast enough to take you. And that's our walk. That's our faith walk. There are some people that, that are willing to put their ankle into faith and go, I can feel something. He's doing something there, but I'm not ready to go any deeper. Then there's other people that will go up to their waist and they're fighting it and they're moving. They're learning that they're fighting the current. But then once they go even deeper into that, right, what happens is it just takes you down the river. Okay. And you'll go where the river goes. You'll flow where the river flows. Okay, so in your life, if you're worried about things, if you're stressing over things, you need to surrender to God and jump in the river. Physically, you can do it, but let me know where you're going. We got GPS, but I want to find you. But what I'm saying is that you need to go in as far as you can go in, as far as you, and here, here's what I love about it. I, I'm using the river thing because it's the only thing I could think of at the time. Because there are times in a river when the water is still. There's times in a river when it's flowing kind of slowly. And then there's rapids. Have you ever been on the Kusa? Anybody? Jeff, I know you've been out there kayaking. Are there any rapids? Yeah, are there any resting spots? Yeah. So see, our faith in our rest should be like that. We can rest. If you're resting like in a river, there'll be quiet times. There's going to be times when that water, you feel like it's barely moving. And it doesn't mean get out. It doesn't mean stop doing what you're doing. It just means sit there and float. Sit there in his presence and wait for him to move you. See, that's the point of being in a river. Our goal is not to, to swim up the river, it's to go with the current. I mean, how many people like to put a kayak in and then paddle all the way up the river? That doesn't make any sense. So, so get in the river, right? Get in his rest, get in his presence, and allow him to move you as fast as he wants to move you. And sometimes it's going to be rapid, like, you're going to hit spots where you feel like you're going over a waterfall. But when he's in control, guess what? He's got it. You're still going in the same direction. You're still moving in the same direction that he wanted you to go. Right? So, so here, that's what I love about that. So your rest is like being in the river. Your faith is like being in the river. And, and what I love, and the best thing about this is the, if you took a, a thing of water, let's just say the baptistry. That's an easy one. I'll use my hot tub because I've seen this one happen. We have a hot tub at the house. If Jules and I get in the hot tub, man, there's plenty of water. You can just sit there. It's awesome. Other people get in the hot tub, like our kids. It can hold six people. But if our kids get in there, all of a sudden, the water's like way up there, right? And we've had it where our kids have had friends come over, and like 10 of them get in the hot tub. The water's overflowing. Like we didn't change the amount of water in the hot tub, we changed the amount of people that got into it. And when people got into it, the other people got submerged even more. Okay? 
So I want you to pick this up. People come in these doors in our church and they feel love. That's like the one, number one thing they said they feel when they come in is love. I feel love. You know why? It's because we started by being submerged in love. And once we got submerged in love, everybody else kind of got on board. They started feeling the love. And they're like, I feel this. I feel this. I feel this. So everybody around us, we started touching each other. And it's like, that's love. That's love. That's love. That's love. And then people come in and they're like, there's just love in this building. Well, guess what would happen if we started resting in his presence? The same thing that would happen in a hot tub. We, if, if one of us started resting, then somebody else started resting and, and resting more, and then that person started resting, and that person had faith to believe, and that person had faith to believe. The water's rising. And, and as the water rises, because other people are jumping in, they're not ankle deep, they're jumping all the way in. The people that were ankle deep are now waist deep. You see, it's called community faith. It's called community resting. It means that we can come in as a corporate resting kind of moment, and you can walk in that door and never even knew what it was before, and all of a sudden, you're, you're waist deep. And you're like, man, I feel his presence in this house. I feel rest in this house. How come nobody's walking around worried about things that are happening in the world? Why? Because we have all corporately decided we're going to jump in and have faith and believe in him, and we're going to trust in the Holy Ghost. And see, the same thing you see happening with love would happen with all the other things. That's why it's foundational. I mean, love is foundational. Okay, but, but then this, this walking in rest is foundational. This n- free from worry and anxiety is foundational. This seeking him with all of your heart and trusting him is foundational. And it would just gradually rise and keep rising. And those that were fully submerged would start flowing faster. And those where the ankles would be at waist, those at waist would be up there and they'd be going there down the river. Okay, so even if you can't do it on your own, if you're in the presence of that, you get to receive it. If you, if you didn't have any love in your life and you walked in this church, you're receiving love. So think about that. If we were all saturated with the Holy Ghost, if we were all, all in, if we were all walking in that peace and, and that rest in our life and somebody walked into the presence, guess what? It's going to overflow on, on them what's in you. Just like the light. We talked about faux light. We talked about all that light before where, where the light just shines on everybody else. Same thing, saturated. Are you saturated with his presence? Are you saturated with his rest? Because if so, you can walk into a room. It'll change the atmosphere. Because people will be like, how come you're not going crazy over this? You can be like, well, Lord told me to be here. I'm here. He's got a plan. I don't need to be worried. Okay, so you guys getting something? Are we good? All right. Whew. Come on, I hadn't done to do this in two weeks. I'm trying to figure out how I'd you know, flow through this. So rest is, is a confidence in him and in his word. That is true. You got to have confidence in him and his word. You need to take it as true and powerful. It's a promise. And his promises are what? Yes and amen. So, so this is a true. So this is a true rest, which is, which is knowing him and knowing his love for you. See, that, that's the favorite part about rest. That's where it starts is knowing his love for you. So in Romans 8, 38 through 39, this is where rest gets real because this can solve a lot of problems. So, so now I live with the confidence, confidence is also rest, that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our presence, present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever, ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. So resting in him means he loves you. 
that no matter how bad your last night was, he loves you this morning. Because you can't do anything about that. You can't change his love. So the only thing that changes is the distance you want to draw close to him, is the walk you want to have with him. So if you're not feeling his love, it's probably because you backed away. It's not because he backed away. Because he said there's nothing that's going to separate us. Now, a lot of people say, well, that's a whole grace talk. And I'm not talking about that. He does have grace. He loves you. But it doesn't mean you get to go out and do everything you want to do. That's not, that's not what it's about. It's a change of a heart. It's a change of a mind. And it's trusting that he loves you. And he's going to be there. And when you realize, you, the biggest thing for people is realizing you don't control your own life sometimes. But you think you do. You think you control everything you want to do. And if you want to do it, you'll do it. And that's a problem. And people don't like to hear that. People don't like to hear that he's got something else for you. Because <laughs> when he tells you he wants to do something in your life and it's different than what you want to do, there's a conflict. That's the biggest conflict of interest you can walk in. Because you either get to walk in his rest and do what he asks you to do, or you get to walk in disobedience, which is not where you want to be. That's opposite of rest. That's struggling. That's trying to wake up every day. So what do I have to do to reach a goal that I wanted and, and to obtain something that I wanted to get because I wanted to get it? At what point do you step back and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Guide me, teach me, give me wisdom. Walk me through this. So to be in his presence and to operate out of it is resting. That's resting. So if you want peace in your life, you want, you want to understand what that is, you want to just float down the river and not have to worry about struggling and paddling uphill and, all, and walking uphill or paddling up the river, then, then rest in his presence. Hmm. So rest is repeated throughout Scripture. It all starts in the beginning, and there's different levels, and, and I'm not going to get into it all today, but, but I'll go back right to Genesis 2, 1 and 3. It says, so, so the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So the rest he's talking about was not a physical rest. Because if God got tired going, ah, animals, ah, water, I mean, he was not tired. He says, I'm done. I'm done. Now I'm going to rest. And he did it because he wanted to give us an example because we are stubborn. Okay, we, we, we are so stubborn. He says, I've got to give you an example of what I want to see in your life because you are going to try to keep going because we are overachievers. So we're going to try to push through everything. We're going to try to do as much as we can. But he wants us. He wants us to come into his rest. He wants us to trust in him. So, so his was just an example um, for, of what rest could be. So that was a Jewish Sabbath. Right. So 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 that was the day. Now, we don't not a lot of people actually still walk in that. Why? Because he is our Sabbath. If I can rest in him, he is my Sabbath. OK, so if I've got him, if I'm resting in him, I can have that peace and rest all the time. But do I believe it's healthy in your life to have a day when you can walk away from everything and say, I need to rest? Absolutely. Mine's a Friday. 
Okay, so, so, so in the church world, Sundays are pretty busy through Thursdays and then sometimes Saturdays. So Fridays is my, is my day. And I don't answer a church phone call. I don't deal with church stuff. I try to spend it with my wife. Um, we try to do things together. Or I try to take care of things that have to get done. But either way, I'm taking a break from what, what is something I have to do. And I'm saying, I'm going to spend time. Now, it doesn't mean I don't spend time with him. He's still in everything I do. You know, if I'm going to cut the grass on Friday, guess what? I'm talking to him the whole time. But I had to take a break from everything else. I had to take a break from all the noise. And, and I just needed to focus on, on life and just rest in that. It's that still moment in a river. Sometimes he just wants you to sit there. Because we'll find complete rest in him. So in Hebrews 3, 16 through 19, it says the same people who were delivered from bondage and brought out of Egypt by Moses were the ones who heard and still rebelled. They grieved God for 40 years by sinning in their unbelief until they dropped dead in the desert. So God swore an oath, swore an oath that they would never enter into his calming place of rest, all because they disobeyed him. It is clear that they could not enter into their inheritance because they wrapped their hearts in unbelief. They lacked faith. They lacked faith, so therefore they couldn't walk into their rest. For them, rest, their inheritance was the promised land. And he says, you're not going to be able to walk in there because you have unbelief. Even though I've gotten you out of Egypt, even though you had faith in me then, these people picked and choose what they would have faith with. And we don't have that right. You, you, you can't pick and choose. You can't say, I'm going to have faith for the small thing and not the big thing. I'm going to have rest with the small thing, but not the big thing. He says, you've got to have rest in it all. You have to rest in every bit of it. And that's what he said. They didn't. They walked in unbelief, which is disobedience. And therefore, they never got to see it. They never got to inherit the rest that he said they could have. And this is what it's like when we see our lives spinning out of control. We start saying, well, I'll believe for this and I won't believe for that. And what's going on? And man, now I don't even have time. So, you know, well, I'm going to be a little short on finances. Well, I'll just do this and I'll do that or I'll do this or my kids aren't doing good at this. So I'm going to worry about it. I'm going to go try to do all these other things to try to help my kids out. Or, hey, guess what? My kids just want to do all these activities. So I'll put everything else aside. You know, what? I need an extra day. I'll just take it from church. You know, church is the first thing people give up when they need time. And they're not just giving up on church, they're giving up on family. So when they need time, they say, well, we'll just, that's an extra day. I'll just take that. In which, I already told you this. Hey, if you need that, you take that. But you've got to have the discipline and the foundation built in you to say, I'm not taking a break from God, I'm just taking a break from, from being in the presence of, of a body of believers. All right. So, so I'm not saying that's bad, but what I'm saying, people, that's the first thing people give up on. And they go, you know what, I'll just take it from church. And then if I don't show up there, I'll have more time to do all these other things. So they take a day of rest. And what they do is they spin it into just another day of busyness. And they wonder why they start spinning out of control. One thing leads to the next. And now they're stressed out and worried. And believe it or not, that's usually when we get the phone call. I don't know what's going on. Well, I do. I ain't seen you in like three months. <laughs> I ain't heard from you. 
I know what's going on. You got so caught up in this work cycle of busyness in the world, you put the kingdom aside and decide to do it on your own. So because of that, we'll go to Hebrews 4. Um, Hebrews 4, 1 through 7. And it says, Now the promise of entering into God's rest is still for us today. So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. So what he says is it's still available for us. Still available for us. So we, we can still get into it. You haven't missed out on anything. You haven't missed out on an opportunity. He goes, you might have missed it for that moment, but here I am. I'm still waiting for you. Why? Because you can't separate me and my love from you. You might try to walk away from it, but I'm always here. He goes, so if you missed out on it yesterday, today is another day. All right, today's another day. Sorry, I had to reset my iPad. That's why you don't preach off these things, Bo. I don't know how you got me into this. <laughs> now I'm lying from the stage. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> so it says, so here's the thing. It's still available. You just need to get it, right? So, and he warns us that we need to be extremely careful to ensure that we embrace it. How many times does God in the Bible say, you need to be extremely careful about this one? That'll catch you. I don't know. When, 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 when Father's telling you to be extremely careful, he means it. Now, I remember as a kid um, running around um, outside, we'd have bonfires outside, and I'd run around, and my dad would say, be extremely careful over the fire. Okay, Dad, and I fell into it once. <laughs> fell into it with my hands, and it burned all the skin off my hands, and, and my dad was like, I told you. <laughs> Like, be very careful. So when I hear that and I read it in the Bible, I go, hmm, be very careful. <laughs> All right, Lord, I want to enter into your rest. I want to I obey you because you're telling me I need to be careful. So it says, for we are going to continue on in verse 2. It says, for we have heard the good news of the deliverance just as they did, yet they didn't join their faith with the word. It says they heard the good news, but they didn't join their faith with the word is the gospel so instead what they heard didn't affect them deeply for they doubted see everybody's got to make your own choice either you're 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 going to read the word and have a relationship with him and trust him and have faith or you're going to doubt so we all have to make our own choice in verse 3 it says for those of us who believe faith activates the promise and we experience the realm of confident rest confident rest for he has said i was grieved with them and made a Solemn oath, they will never enter into my rest. God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. For it says in Scripture, and on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, as stated before, they will not enter into my rest. So those who first heard the good news of deliverance failed to enter into the realm of face rest because of their unbelieving hearts. It says they were unbelieving so what are things God's been telling you? Or what are the things you're reading? Or what are things on your, on your mind that are, that are bothering you that you are unbelieving that he can do anything about? Yet the fact remains that we still have the opportunity to enter into his faith, rest, life, and experience the fulfillment of the promise. For God still has ordained a day for us to enter into, into called today. For it was long afterwards that God repeated it in David's word. If only today you would listen to his voice. And do not harden your hearts. So today is the day. 
we still have today. Every day you wake up, you have today to enter into his rest. You know, that's one of my favorite things. How do you do that? That's the best way to do it. You wake up, that's the first thing you do. The first thing you do is seek him. The first, don't get on your phone and, and check everything going on in the world because that, what's that do? It starts building in the busyness. Man, go spend some time with him. Turn on, turn on some worship music, read the word, pray. Get into his presence right off the bat. And what it does is it sets the tone for rest for the rest of your day. There are days that I, that I get up and I get moving really fast. And I wonder why things feel like they're spinning out of control. And I'm like, what happened today? Like, something's going on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, remember I had to get up and I woke up late and I had to rush around and go do this and that. And I didn't spend any time with the Lord. That's why. <laughs> it's like he tries to remind you. Like, fine, do it your way. You'll have to deal with it. So if only today we could listen for his voice. And we're no different from, from the Israelites, okay? They received the good news of the promised land. We received the good news of the gospel, salvation. There's a lot of people that, 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 that choose not to listen to that. Hmm. A lot of people that think they got to work their way into it. A lot of people that spend more time trying to work their way into a relationship with him that they're missing out on the opportunity to just sit and rest in a relationship. Hmm. And the difference is, is that our good news is only profitable through faith. We can only have salvation through faith. There's not a prayer somebody can say over you. There's nothing you can do to earn it. It's all faith. It's all believing. It's all, you know, repenting, changing the way you think, changing the way your heart. All that's included. Okay? But it's faith in believing who he is. And it's not a one-time thing. This is an ongoing faith. We have to have that kind of faith so we can keep out the chaos and keep out all the stuff that happens in the world is to have constant faith with him. You can read about this. There's a lot of stuff on that in the Bible. They call it uh, sanctification rest, and it's rest from striving as Christians in the power of the flesh in an effort to attain godliness. You can't do it. You can try all you want. You can study as much as you want. You can fast as much as you want. You can pray as much as you want. You will not reach godliness. But we try. We think if we're not doing all these things, then we're failing. You can't do it. Read it. It's in Romans 7 8. I'm not going to read it. Romans 7 talks all about that. It talks to you about people that are striving to achieve that. He loves you just as much as he loves the other person that just came to know him. He doesn't love you any different. Okay, but 7, Romans 7, go read it. It's all about someone striving to reach godliness. And then Romans 8 is all about the answer to that, how you actually do it, which is to find the Holy Ghost. It's to, it's to, to, to have the Holy Spirit show up in your life and focus on Him. And let Him move and work in your life and guide and lead you. And by working out of the Spirit, man, we can draw close to that. We, we, we can almost live a godly life. <laughs> Get you a lot closer than trying on your own. Because you can try all you want. If the Holy Spirit's not included in that, you're just spinning your wheels. And that's resting in Him, abiding in Him. And it's the key to fruitfulness in your life. 
So if you want to know if somebody's resting in what they do, check the fruit in their life. They have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Do you see that in somebody's life? If so, they're probably walking in rest. They're probably walking in the presence of the Lord. And if they're struggling with those other things, they're probably not. Because that's the fruit that it produces. So don't, you can't just run up and say, well, that's me. Well, man, the fruit you carry is not on that tree. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's the fruit it produces when you walk in that. So if you want fruit in your life, you need to rest in them. Don't spend all your hours trying to tend to the field and work it out and try to figure out how you can grow all the fruit yourself. Rest in him. He'll show you. And it won't be that hard. doesn't mean you won't have to do some things. And it's, I'm not saying you just wake up every day and it's just perfect. No, I'm saying you have, there are things you do. <laughs> there's, there's a disciplined life that comes with this. But it's not hard because it's with him. See, it's only hard because he's not involved. Okay, so, so it's easy when you involve him. It's easy to do the right thing when, when you're resting in him. It's difficult when you're doing it on your own. That's why people are like, well, man, if I could just stop sinning, I'll come to church. No, like, that ain't going to work. I need you to come get in his presence, and then he'll change you. You can't make yourself holy enough to come to church. Okay, so, but we try to do that, and, and that's what we do. They, they, we, try, we try to do that on our own, and we can't, so enough about that so jesus alone is god's provision for our rest and if we reject that then we're choosing to reject his rest so if you're rejecting to listen to him and his word and what he's telling you then you're rejecting the rest that comes with it so true rest is found in his son that's his true rest i want to go back to matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30 it says are you weary carrying a heaven bur- heavy burden it says come to me I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, and easy to please. See, he's easy to please. He is so easy to please. Hmm. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. I'm telling you, there's nothing he's going to tell you to do that won't be pleasant and easy to bear. Doesn't mean you won't have to work for it. <laughs> but it's a different work. It's a different work when you're resting in him. Completely different. So if you're striving to please God in your own strength, then this rest is an amazing concept for you this morning. Because I just need you to find him. I need you to walk into the river. I need you to just flow with where the river takes you. Flow where he wants to take you. His spirit wants to take you. Listen to him. He has the best plan for your life. He really does. You don't have to labor anymore. You don't have to try to please him. You just need to rest in his presence. Because that's why he died on the cross. So that you wouldn't have to work through all those other things. But that, none of that means anything if you don't believe in that and have faith in that and rest in that. So are you resting in what Christ has done for you? Are you striving to please God? Are you resting in the Lord's promises? Are you filled with doubt and worries? <laughs> are you walking in his rest every day? Are you striving to please him? 
Those are questions you need to walk out of here with today. Because we need to rest in his presence. As a family, we need to rest in his presence. This family needs to rest in his presence. And the more of us that get that, the more of us that understand that, man, it starts, it starts leaking off from us. It starts hitting other people. The more of us that jump in, the water level rises. You want to see a movement? You want to see what, what a body of believers can do? We did it with love, and you see it all the time. We can do it with rest. We can do it with his presence. We can do it with the Holy Spirit. We can do it with faith. Having the faith to jump in like that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to saturate everybody around you. That's a good one, man. Just do a cannonball. Jump right in. Get everybody wet. Because that's what it's about. It's how do we do this as a family? Because there's people in here that aren't as strong as other people. This is why new believers and people that have been doing this for a long time, it's a great mix. There's nothing wrong with that. This is not like you're playing a professional sport where the rookie's not so good. It doesn't matter. You're going to get better just by being around people that are better. Why? Because they're saturated. And the more you're around them and the more we do life together and, and, and do this whole thing together, the, the closer we get, guess what, man? We, we all get to start walking in that. We all get to feel that. We all get to experience what God is trying to do in us and through us. Hmm. We just can't live in fear and worry anymore. So that's what he wants for us. He wants us to be in rest on a continual basis. He wants us to walk in faith and live out everything that he has called for us and live in identity as a son or daughter. So it starts with identity, goes right into faith. And the two of those, when you combine them, will build a foundation that brings rest. And it's powerful if you'll submit to that and receive it. Amen? Come on, did you guys get something out of today? <laughs> All right. Man, I want to pray for people this morning because I think this is heavy. So if you could all just stand to your feet. You might be up for a while because I'm still going to turn it over to Kevin later on. But here's my thing. I know people struggle with this. <laughs> I struggle with it. Okay, I'm a doer. I like to help everybody. I like to do everything I can. I like to be knowledgeable. I like to be talented. I like to learn things. But I find myself sometimes getting so caught up in all the activities and all the doing, there's no room for him. So sometimes we got to take a step back, reevaluate what's going on in our lives and say, what's so important? What am I doing with him? What was of him and what was not of him? What are things I can, I can you know, shift? What are some things I can move in my life? What are things I just got to get rid of because it's producing zero fruit? I mean, there are things that you can just get rid of that take up time that produce zero fruit. I know this. We have internet at our house now. I've watched a million episodes of everything on Netflix. There's plenty of time to find if you want to find time. But man, it's so much easier when it's led and instructed by him and guided by him. So this morning, I'm going to call our prayer team members up if we've got anybody here that wants to pray with people. If you're struggling with stuff like that, if there's anything going on in your life or you just feel like, man, you're walking in this spinning circle, we want to pray for you this morning. Don't leave here with that burden on you because it says, his word says, come to him. Okay, his burden is light. So we want to pray with you over that this morning. I know there's people here that, that, that are just doing that. They're, they feel like they're spinning out of control. Because they're trying to earn their way to something. They're trying to do it all. 
Man, and he's speaking to you this morning. He wants you to know that he loves you, and he wants you to submit to him. And he, want, he wants his answers to be the ones that you're listening to and not something somebody else is telling you. So he, he wants you to have rest today. So don't leave here without walking in and receiving his rest. And for some of you, you don't know what that rest is like because you don't even know him yet. You haven't surrendered to that yet. You haven't, you haven't given that up yet. So he wants to tug on your heart this morning. You know, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God, not by works so that no one can boast. And you can't earn your way into it. You can't do enough to, to get into it. You just need to receive it. It's a gift this morning. Okay, so if that's you and you say, you know what, I, I'm, you, know, you can do that. This is nothing. I can't pray over you and make that happen. That's something that's got to happen in your heart and in your mind. You've got to believe it. It's called faith to believe those things. And there's going to be things that God tells you you need to stop doing and things that he tells you you need to start doing. And you just need to listen to them. Let the Holy Ghost move in your heart today. But if that's you, do me a favor. Make that decision today. Let, it, let that be a decision you make today. And if so, then come on up here and talk to, talk to one of these prayer partners. They're here to, um, to pray for you and walk you through that. And let us know. Fill out a Connect card so we can reach out to you. We definitely want to reach out to you and pray for you and do whatever we can. So, so Father, right now, I just lift up this entire family to you, Lord. Man, you're reading our hearts right now. You're reading our minds, Lord. We, we pray right now, Father, that your rest just comes and sits on us, Lord. That, Lord, that we receive that rest, that we walk in your word, we walk in, in your promises, Lord. I ask you to touch those hearts in here that are spinning out of control. Father, I ask that you remove every worry, every bit of fear, every bit of anxiety, everything that's being caused by what's happening in the world. Father, can we just rest in your presence? Can you just come in and, and, and invade our space right now, Father? That, 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 that Lord, you, you can do all those things, Father. So we ask you to do it right now. Just show up in a mighty way. Father, we just need you. Touch those hearts of those individuals that don't know you, Father. I ask you that you put a tug in their heart right now. That they surrender to you, God. That they, they, they give up that of the old way. And, Father, they surrender to you, Lord. And they seek you with all their heart and all their mind. Father, we just love you. And we thank you that we get to do this. We thank you that we get to worship you and we get to come before you. And, Father, we just release it to you right now. In Jesus' mighty way, have your way. Amen and amen. Come on, y'all. Let me turn it over to Kevin. I love you guys, and I'll see you again next week. Oh, there's a mic, Kev. Oh, praise God. So this morning, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about offering, and as we get ready to give, and as you guys start getting ready to worship in this way, I want to remind you that uh, this isn't a, you know, if you're new or visiting, this isn't uh, really geared towards you. This is for anybody that calls Destiny Church home. Uh, you know, I was thinking earlier, I said, Lord, what do you want me to tell them about offering that they don't already know? And I started thinking about this, uh, this man in the Bible. And I said, God, what caused this man to give half of everything he had to make right all of the wrongs? 
But I started thinking about this man. A lot of you may know him in the Bible because he's a part of this little, uh, this little kid's story. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a wee little man, right? But I started thinking about this man, this, this wee little man. <laughs> because when Jesus called him, Jesus didn't say nothing about money. <laughs> he did it. He just said, Zacchaeus, come down. I want to love on you. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your house. And Jesus noticed this man that everybody despised. Nobody could stand this man. He was the tax collector, the, the guy in the city that nobody could stand, the, the man who was crooked, who was a thief. Oh, he's the one that helps the Romans. And all Jesus did was say, Zacchaeus. He acknowledged him. Hey, I see you up there. I see you. Come down. I want to do life with you. So this morning, I want you to know that Jesus sees you. I'm not going to tell you anything about money. I'm not going to tell you anything else. I want you to know this morning that Jesus loves you. That he sees you right where you're at. He doesn't need your money. He wants your heart. He loves you. He is absolutely in love with you. This morning, as we get ready to close, I want you to know that Jesus is absolutely in love with you. And we're going to end a little differently this morning. I didn't even tell Pastor DJ. <laughs> but if I can have the, the DSM team to come up, I told my teens, hey, I want y'all to get ready. I said, I want y'all to get ready to pray. And I want to end this morning with some prayer, some intercession prayer. You guys come up to the, to the top up here. And I want you to know that your teens know how to pray. They know how to war. Come on, y'all. So as we, joined, as we join with heaven, I want you to join with your kids. As we get ready to pray for, for Aiden and his dad and this church and this family and this community, I want you to take it serious because they do. They've been taught to pray. They know how to pray. They know how to love. They know how to war. They know that this isn't a game. So whatever you need this morning, if you leave without it, it's because of you. Because God is in this place and he wants to give you whatever you need. Last week I told some people, I said, you know, it's like a pool up here. You can go as far in as you want, as deep in as you want. If you want to just dip in your toes and say, well, I liked the church today. I liked the first song and... I had a good time, time to go home. Then that's all you'll get. But if you want to be absolutely baptized with the Holy Spirit and wrecked beyond measure and you want to feel God's, if you want to hear God say something to you in your spirit today, he's here. If you want God to grip your heart, he's here. If you want the Holy Spirit of God to completely wreck you with his love and his peace, he's here. So if you guys would just close your eyes, bow your head, and join with us, we're going to go ahead and pray.
Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for waking us all up this morning. Please help Aiden to have hope that there's a better tomorrow. And his mom, help them to be able to get through the day, working, school, anything they're doing. And know that their dad, that Aiden's dad is going to be okay. Even though that he was on that ventilator, we still know that 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 he hopefully loved you and we pray right now that Aiden would um, still want to be in the church and his mom please help us all to get home safe in Jesus name we pray amen Dear Lord, we just, uh, we thank you for everything. Lord, we ask you to just uh, spread your love and comfort over Aiden and his family after in a time of loss. Lord, we ask that you are able to just uh, bless this church and let everybody able to uh, rise up and be able to support their family and to be there for them and to show love. Lord, we just thank you for everyone here. We thank you for any offering that will be, that will come in, Lord, because we do, we just pray that it will go to us, something that you will be able to use it for. Lord, we just thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us all to be here today. And please let Aiden and his mom get through this tough and rough time and just let them get through it. Thank you for just allowing us to be in your presence today. And thank you for everything you do for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, thank you for allowing us to be in your presence today. Thank you for just waking us up this morning and allowing us to see another day. I pray that Aiden's family will be healed and there will be no more sadness. Lord, just thank you for everything you do for us because there's nothing that you have to do for us, but you do it for us. I pray that you pray for the sick, that they may be healed. Just thank you for giving us time to just spend with you and that you love on us. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for today and allowing all of us to be here. We ask for healing over Aiden and his family. Lord, give them the comfort and healing and show them your love and your mercy, God. Yes, Aiden's dad might not be here on earth with us, but he's in heaven with you, God, and he's in your hands, God. You, you have healed him, just not on earth. God, we thank you for today and allowing us to be here and stand with you in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for our brothers, our parents, our grandparents. Thank you for our friends. I ask you that you help um, Aiden and his parents, strengthen them to move on with you. And let's love you and help them to come to church again. Amen. Jesus, I thank you for today. I ask that you would place 
your comfort and your hope inside of Aiden and his mother, that you would just fill them with joy in the midst of all this sorrow, Lord. I thank you that you have given them hope that he is in heaven with you. And I thank you for letting us all be here today and letting your glory come down upon us all, Lord. And I thank you for healing. Even though it may not be on earth, I thank you for just comfort. In Jesus' name. Jesus, thank you for the day and thank you for allowing us all to gather here to worship you together, Lord. And just send your angels, Lord, and protect Aiden and his family and just love on them, Lord, and show them that you love them and that it was all part of your plan, Lord. That you knew when Aiden's dad was going to pass away, Lord. Just show them that. Let them know that it was all part of your plan, Lord. Amen. Jesus, thank you for today. Hopeful that when you know Aiden's dad was going to pass away, you sent your angels to guard him. Thank you, all Lord. Amen. Dear Lord God, we beg you for us to be in your presence. And we know that you knew that Aiden's dad would be dead. We hope that everybody that knew Aiden's dad and Aiden will be fine. Amen. Dear Lord, please um, heal Aiden's family so they won't be sad anymore. And thank you for letting us be here today. Thank you for coming, um, for letting us come to worship you today. Amen. Father, thank you for this church family. Thank you for our hearts, God. Thank you for everything that you do in this family, God. We thank you. We give you glory. We love you, God. We say you're worthy. There's no one like you, God. You are worthy to be praised, even in bad times and good times and sorrowful times. God, you are worthy to be praised. And God, we love you. And we thank you for Aiden and Krista. We thank you for Lance, that he's in heaven, God, and that you have him on your lap and you're loving on him. God, I thank you now, Father. And we ask that the peace that surpasses all understanding would flow, God, would flow right now in the name of Jesus, God. God, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for this opportunity to be able to gather as a family when so many churches around the country are closed. You've got us here today, God. So we thank you. We love you. We declare that no sickness would come from today in the name of Jesus, God. That sickness has to die at the door, God. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said Amen. Hey, listen, we love you guys. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Don't forget the prayer partners are still up here. We love you.